Senior Research Fellow and Political Economist at Trade Collective, Lebohang Peko, uh, believes that the controversial transactions at Oak Bay and SAA have the potential to drive the country into further economic turmoil. And Ms. Peko joins me on the line now. Thanks so much for speaking to us this morning. Thank you so much, Sakina. So the question has been whether this makes any sense, whether political, economically or ethically in any way, um, uh, the proposed or uh, the alleged deal to bail out SAA by selling off a government stake in Telcom. Mm. So if we look at the, if we just follow the, the, the audit trail or the money line in this regard, let's bear in mind that this 10 billion rand comes at a time when the third or fourth bailout over the, over the last four to five years, over the last four to five fiscal years. And this is a, none of them have been paid back to date. And there are different things that are quite problematic about that. The one is that it also is linked with the PIC. And the PIC, of course, as we're aware, um, handle assets of up to of 1.8 trillion um, rands. Much of that money is linked to government pension funds. Um, 88% of, um, of government pension funds are held and managed by, 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 by PIC. Now, there's the, there's the absolute risk that any money that is now being borrowed in order to, in order to pay off this bailout. All right, Ms. Peko, um, unfortunately losing you there, the line deteriorating. If you could perhaps just move around and, uh, you know, we'll try again. In the meantime, let me read uh, some of your messages coming through on this particular story. Uh, Siblindile Mafuduka says, Mieni has been at SAA for eight years, and in that period, SAA has had five CEOs Bailout after bailout. Alan DeClerc says government clings to SAA because it would be too embarrassing to be without an airline. And Zim has one. Just imagine. And uh, Edward Temper says the only people with a good story to tell are the Zumas, the Gigabas, the Guptas, the Manis, and all Gupta linked ministers and premiers. And I'll read more of those messages. Uh, Lebuhang, um, that line, okay. you do seem to sound better this time around. So we just lost you there, you know, explaining why... Um, you know, this would make any sense or not? Yeah, or not, actually. So, I mean, number one, it, it, puts, it puts people's pension funds at risk, especially government workers. So these, this money doesn't come from the air. It has to be leveraged off of the assets of the PIC. We know that the PIC is, is one of the main investors of most of these state-owned, state-owned enterprises. And they do, you know, they leverage these funds outside of the government system, outside of the tax by then investing overseas in other companies, etc., and just taking this money to the market. Now, 10 billion, which is unexpected and which, was not, which cannot be accounted for in the fiscal in this particular financial year, is extremely problematic, particularly because it is not the first bailout of its kind. Now, this is also links to the, state, the, the condition of state-owned enterprises at large. And basically, you know, state-owned enterprises are supposed to manage and own, you know, various um, you know, projects, and, and they're used to, to provide state equity um, in order to you know, secure you know, additional uh, funding, additional pro- projects, etc. But they're not necessarily supposed to be to, to used for as a slush fund for failing state and, uh, you know, owned enterprises. That, this is what we're seeing is that the PI and SOEs are now cross-pollinating and being used to refund and to re-recapitalize on failing entities. And in a corporate um, world, this wouldn't happen. This really, in terms of governance, in terms of accountability, and in terms of really the, the lack of, the absolute opaqueness of it all presents a, a multiple series of, of, of problematics. But 
You know, despite this very bleak picture at SAA, it is clear that Treasury is adamant it won't let SAA sink. So why wouldn't they? What? Why is SAA so important? Look, SAA is, is, a, is, an, is an, any, any country needs an airline. And, of course, we want to make sure that we have affordable flight travel for, our, for, for people, you know, traveling in and out of Africa. We also need to make sure that, you know, remember that an, an airline is also like an ambassador. It's a brand ambassador for a but it is also supposed to be a money-making asset. If we look at the way that we are running a, as compared to comparable other airlines, such as Ethiopian Air, the massive number of leased, of leased um, carriers. Now, like any other... Um, you know, like any other intangible object, like any other vehicle, airlines also depreciate in value. But for some reason, we've chosen to lease them and of not particularly high quality. Uh, and as people who travel, we, we kind of can see the difference all the time. Ethiopian airlines compared to South African airlines today, there's a massive difference. They're carriers. They've invested in a few excellent carriers. And they've also taken high investment routes, so they go to a few places, but they go there often, and they're very profitable. They're very profitable routes. We have taken on a massive panoramic um, approach where we have massive routes, often not very well subscribed, and a few which are fairly well subscribed but not always well managed. And I think that that, in in, in addition to the fact that a lot of the low, a lot of these airlines are now having to go back, um, they're not well serviced, etc. It doesn't make for very good um, efficacy of any company. So, yes, the SAA is important, but it has to be the way it has been over the last few years, and minus the political interference. How sustainable is this, though, these bailouts uh, for SOEs left, right, and center? I mean, how many more uh, assets does government have to dispose of? How long can this go on for? It can't, and the listeners. It actually cannot. If you're looking at the Glencore... Um, whatever we want to call it, this latest section, uh, and, and the way that it's linked with ESCOM. Remember that ESCOM also quietly um, was, was given, you know, there was a whole issue of a fine when, when during this whole transaction between the Guptas of Aid, Glencore, etc., where there was a fine that was supposed to be paid. Again, under opaque circumstances, this fine was negotiated through a much Basically, this means that this state-owned enterprise was then uh, outsourced to, well, outsourced to the to the Saxon World Cabal to, to, to all intents and purposes using state funds. They didn't even finance this themselves. And I think it's really, again, part of this whole narrative that our SOEs have become something that they shouldn't. They should be, they should be co-owners on state ventures, but they should not be in any way used to, to subsidize shady deals, or and they shouldn't be subject to less governance efficacy than any other institution or corporation. Well, we leave it there for this morning. Thank you so much for your time this morning, Maslebu um, Hang Peko, who is a senior research fellow and political economist at Trade Collective.